Ha. Puns. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Ulfstrom. Jim Jones, Curly Bill, Cy Tolliver, iconic roles for an iconic actor. Today we're looking back on the life and career of beloved native Texan actor, Powers Booth. But first... What's your favorite place to water ski in Texas? Well, I'm not a water skier. Uh, never really. The few times I did it, I didn't like it. But I did enjoy riding on the inner tube and the torpedo. We had a giant torpedo when I was a kid. And uh, so probably either Possum Kingdom Lake or we had the uh, ski lake in the Hilltop Lakes where I, grew, where I went to high school. So when we were in high school and junior high. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, got, I love Lake Austin. It's a uh, it's a little lake between Lake Travis and Town Lake, but uh, it's very much like the um, was it the McDLT was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, <laughs> it's very much like the McDLT in that way because the north side is frigid cold because the water comes off of the bottom of Lake Travis, which is several hundred feet deep, and then the south side of the lake, which runs into Town Lake, is very warm in the summer. So you can start in frigid waters and finish in like toasty warm waters all in this very small yeah. lake. And also there's big beautiful houses around there. It's an awesome place. Go to Lake Austin. Yeah. Can't say that I've ever skied on Lake Austin, but I've seen it. And uh, my favorite spot to water ski in Texas, uh, I think, will always be uh, Lake Travis uh, itself. Um, we spent many years when I was a child uh, camping there at Lake Travis in the summer, and uh, we would uh, ski uh, nearly from dawn to dusk every day. Um, close runners-up are going to be uh, Dickinson Bayou and uh, uh, Lake Bastrop. I don't think Lake Bastrop isn't even there anymore, um, but uh, when I skied there, uh, there was a power plant that uh, passed its uh, wastewater um, into the, the lake, so there was one cove, there's one section of the lake that when you wiped out in there, it felt like you were sitting in a, a nice warm bath, uh, mm, no matter or pee. no matter what time of the year you were. And or pee, but I, I, I was going for the, uh, the nice Somebody of that. peed but in were there. Fishes, were there fishes with three eyes? No, no, it was not a nuclear power plant. <laughs> no, it's made with good American <laughs> coal, Sean. either gas or coal. Yes, okay, well, there you go. But um, Lake Travis is always going to be uh, be my favorite yeah. water ski. Lake Travis is a very place. cool lake. A lot of great memories up there, guys. So howdy to all you lake folks. Powers Booth was born on a cotton farm June 1st, 1948, in Little Snyder, Texas. He was the youngest of three boys to rancher Merrill Booth and his wife Emily. Even though it was a boom town in the 40s and 50s, there wasn't a whole lot for a young man to do growing up in Snyder. As Booth himself related in a 1979 interview for the New York Times, quote, We didn't have anything to do in my little town except drive fast cars, play pool, and go to the bootlegger. The drive-in and a lot of places I shouldn't have been in. Like many other Texas boys, Booth found the time for football. He excelled at it and played all the way up until his senior year in high school. In addition to football, Young Powers Booth was acting in plays. He shocked everyone his senior year at Snyder High, when he quit football in favor of concentrating on drama full-time. Oh, my gosh. 
he said, I decided I was not going to make my living beating my head against someone else. I got a lot of flack. In Texas, football is not only the social thing you must do, but you do it also to prove your manhood. But Booth had other plans, deciding he'd rather prove himself on the stage. So instead of keeping up with the football, he got his undergraduate degree from Southwest Texas State University in San Marcos. And this is now Texas State University. Then he went on to get his master's degree in drama from Southern Methodist University in Dallas. Now, about these years, Powers Booth said, I was the first one in the family on either side to go to college, much less graduate school. But I always just wanted more. Suddenly, I think we should be saying these quotes much deeper. <laughs> well, I'm not sure any of us could do uh, a Powers Booth impression justice. Yeah. So, In Booth's case, Moore started with his first regular theater gig with the repertory company of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, where he played Henry IV, among other roles. His New York stage debut came in 1974 with a small role in a Lincoln Center production of Richard III. He went on to a two-year stint with the American Shakespeare Theater in Stratford, Connecticut, a turn on TV as the other man on the soap opera As the World Turns, and appeared in the films The Goodbye Girl with Richard Dreyfuss and Cruisin' with Al Pacino. He eventually found himself as the lead in one of <clears throat> he eventually found himself as the lead in the one-act play Lone Star. Lone Star was penned by fellow SMU classmate James McClure, who was in residence at a theater there in New York at the time. Booth skyrocketed to stardom and critical acclaim for his portrayal of megalomaniac Jim Jones in the 1980 TV miniseries The Guyana Tragedy. Time magazine, while marking points against the film as a whole for how it dwelled on the, quote, minutia of a madman, praised Booth, or how he portrayed this minutia, and wished that the writers had given him more to dig into. Regardless of all that, Booth managed to win the Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Special for his performance. He beat fellow nominees Jason Robards and Henry Fonda. In defiance of the Screen Actors Guild strike that was in effect at the time of the award, Powers Booth was the only one to cross the picket lines to attend. At the time, he said, quote, This may either be the bravest moment of my career... Or the dumbest. Well, brave or dumb, it didn't seem to hurt anything career-wise. And Powers Booth went on, and Booth went on to have a very successful career in film and television. He played both supporting character roles and leading roles, and many of them were hard-edged, and they suited his distinctive voice and his his kind of tough guy demeanor. And he eventually settled in later years into really quite a respected character actor. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of those roles that we remember. Uh, of Powers Booth and just going to discuss a few of them. So some of the ones, the early roles that he had, uh, I remember uh, there was a movie from 1981 called Southern Comfort and he played a member of a National Guard squad. It was actually, he was a Texan who was in the Louisiana National Guard and it's kind of a deliverance type movie. They run into some some backwoods hayseed uh, Cajuns who are murderous and so they have to fight their way out of the swamps of louisiana i haven't seen that one but looking at the the imdb page for uh, southern comfort there's a lot of really choice quotes in there that uh, i can really uh, picture in the powers boots voice mm, so. yeah mm-hmm. well um, he it's an underrated film it's very underrated um, yeah i'm gonna have to look it up and watch it yeah it does feel like it does kind of feel like deliverance in a lot of ways but it, it, he really really does well with it so, and this was right after he won his uh his emmy so he's yeah. he's really at its height of his powers well see i remember <laughs> yeah. ha puns i remember um 
the Philip Marlowe series that was on HBO. I do remember that when I was a kid coming on and seeing an mm-hmm. episode or two of that. But the- yeah, that was that was one of the very first. Uh, wasn't that one of the very first drama series that was on HBO? I believe it probably, it probably it is. Was, I mean, yeah. it was ran 1983 to 1986. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember hearing about it at the time. But uh, I think at that time. Uh, at that age, I was mostly concerned with all the ninja movies that were on HBO. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but well, the funny uh, thing is, is that time frame, eighty three to eighty six. I I also conflate that in my in my memory of my childhood because you had Mickey Splain's Mike Hammer on CBS. Yes, right I do about that. in the middle uh, of that time. So it's like with uh, Stacy Keach. Yeah, Stacy Keach, and so it's like you put Stacy Keach and Powers Booth. In like dramatic lighting with trench coats and hats on, it's very difficult to tell the two apart. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I will say that I I wish I had known about that and seen some of that um, before. I I just recently, like a, about a month ago, uh, read through the the big four Raymond Chandler Philip Marlowe novels, and uh, you know, obviously my my first inclination is to picture, you know, the the Humphrey Bogart. Uh, who made the that role famous in the movies in the back in the forties? Um, that's who I was kind of picturing. But now I wish I had known about Powers Booth in that role because I think that would have put a different spin on those stories in my head. Uh, now, following or kind of in the middle of his Philip Marlowe run, uh, Powers Booth also starred as uh, Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Andy Tanner in the classic uh, mid eighties film Red Dawn. Uh, this was the uh, downed fighter pilot, uh, I believe he played an F-15 pilot, mm-hmm. that was shot down over the United States in the Russian invasion, the communist invasion. Of and uh, he was the men- yeah. yes, of Colorado. <laughs> he was the he was the mentor figure for the uh, the uh, resistance fighting uh, teenagers, the the yes. Wolverines. You know I, yeah, that he- movie is so iconic, though. Like for. For yeah. people of a certain age, like that movie just got such heavy rotation in those early days. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to say that if if someone just if I was walking down the street and somebody just yelled out Powers Booth, uh, this is what would immediately come to my mind because this is the first thing that I can remember ever uh, seeing him in. So um, he will always be that character in my mind. Yeah, and there's the the great scene with uh, Leah Thompson who is one of the resistance fighters and they, they grab him and they, uh, they hold, they're holding the gun to him and they said, who, what's the capital? Where, what's the capital of Texas? Cause he's got a Texas flag on his, uh, on his, on his flight suit. And he said, mm-hmm. what's the capital of Texas? And he says, Austin wrong. It's Houston. <laughs> it's like, wait, Oh, <laughs> but I, I just, He's 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 grizzled and great in that movie, that good movie. Well, there's another movie that came out a couple of years later with another grizzled actor. It's called Extreme Prejudice. It's with Nick Nolte, and they are uh, he plays a guy that is best friends with Nick Nolte's Texas Ranger uh, main character, and uh, Nick uh, Powers Booth is a narcotics smuggler, and he's a good good old boy gone bad, and so they're in conflict with each other, and that's an awesome movie too. It's very it's kind of a western noir kind of it's actually got a tone kind of similar to the, the last movie that we watched which was the hell or high water in, in a lot of ways mm. yeah and i don't i vaguely remember this one I, I couldn't tell you the the story all the way through but uh i i do remember 
elements of this movie, and I think it was one of those that was uh, on frequent play on HBO in the late '80s. Yeah, but I, I remember the 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 tough guy, two tough guys swaggering around on the on the screen. He played Cash Bailey. Yeah, it's a great name, and it also had Michael Ironside in it, by the way. So if you really, if you like deep voices, if you like deep voices, you just want to see. You want to see some grizzled character actors really just go at it. And uh, Walter Hill directed it, so it's very violent. Um, it's, it's a good movie. Rip Torn's in it, too. And Clancy <laughs> Brown and William Forsyth. Oh, my gosh. Go like, check this out movie IMDb. Has, yeah, IMDb. This is a This is an IMDb goldmine. treasure of a movie. Well, this is, this is also, this is also a, an essential part of your Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon uh uh, gaming. Do people still play sure that? <laughs> in 92, he came out with a couple of really interesting films. I mean, the first was he did Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. Yeah, and I just remember um, Powers Booth in that as, you know, it's the, the typical, stereotypical role of the, the beleaguered FBI agent helping the, the upstart young kid navigate through some sequence of events where he's got to protect him and you know he's outside the law and he's got to keep things going anyway it reminds me a lot of the dynamic in uh, greatest american hero but um i think uh powers booth handled that role very well well let me just say the the number one role for me and probably for most people and i i could do a whole podcast about it is tombstone 1993 mm. curly brocious I mean, and those and those darn red scarves, you know, um, and also the the incredibly high lifts that uh, Kurt Russell wears in his boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his comically tall boots that he's wearing in that movie are, are something else to perceive. Um, no, that movie I think is is for me like I remember seeing that and that was a transformative movie. That was just one of those. This is a all time great movie. Um, I you know it's one of those things that you don't mind buying and owning multiple copies of, and uh, um, you know one of the things that you would just tell people you got to watch this movie, and uh, he's a delight in that. I mean that that is one of those movies, much like some of these other ones where you just have these great character actors. They're just chewing the scenery left and right, um, but you don't mind at all because you're having so much fun. Uh, and he's he is great. I think that's probably my favorite one too. Is 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 Curly Bill? I mean he just. Get that mustache, and he has some of the best one-liners too. So, yeah, and I, I, I will say that um, Red Dawn stands out to me only because uh, it came first. <laughs> uh, I think if uh, Tombstone had come before um, Red Dawn, it would definitely stick out in my mind as the the most iconic performance from Powers Booth. Yeah. He just inhabits that role so completely. Yeah, and a couple of years later, he showed up in Oliver Stone's Nixon, so that that's always cool. Yeah, he was also in um, at the around the same time he was in uh, U-Turn, which is a really good movie. Oh yeah, that is a good. I forgot he's in that, that we, movie. Yeah, yeah, that we saw. Um, and he was in a so kind of a again just playing a character. He's he's he's, he's kind of the gruff, deep voiced fella. Then later, he was in a really he was in a movie that we've talked about before that was directed by Bill Paxton, and it was called Frailty. He played an FBI agent who's investigating these murders. Um, and then around the same time, he played in one of Mike's favorite movies, a movie called Men of Honor, and he was a captain, a Navy captain in that movie. 
Yeah, that's a short turn in that film. Yeah. But and then one of my favorite one of my favorite roles that he's is is actually kind of an under uh, an underrated role. A lot of people don't know about it, but he plays Gorilla Grodd in the Justice League and Superman uh, cartoons of the mid early to mid two thousands. And uh, again, that voice is very distinctive. But yeah. he is uh, he's the he's a bad guy uh, well, in those those shows. Well, I want to I want to ring the bell for some Texas filmmaking. Talk about you know Robert Rodriguez did Sin City and um, Sin City: A Dame to Kill For, and he's in that mm-hmm. as Senator Work. He's he's creepy in that. I mean, he really yeah. he's yeah yes. he's really gross and creepy in that movie. And yeah, like, wow. He, he, he turns up the creep factor pretty high. Yeah, yeah it's an awesome nice. role. Now, uh, one of my again probably if there was a a trio of uh, favorite Powers Booth roles for me, uh, this would be the the third part of that trinity for me and that's the um, brothel and casino owner uh, Cy Tolliver from the TV series Deadwood um, I love that series just on its own but uh, having Powers Booth in there as the scheming uh, rival uh, to um, Al Swearingen is, uh, is a really nice addition to that series uh, I, I think he brought a lot to that that uh, just wouldn't have been there otherwise yeah yeah and uh another uh some other noted roles that he's had in the years since uh he was a major part of the series 24 uh, where he played first the vice president and then later a president uh in the tv movie he's in that he's in the show nashville and then he was he is uh, appeared with his friend uh, Bill Paxton in another movie, The Hatfields and the McCoys. It was a, a TV miniseries in 2012. And then finally, uh, most recently, he plays Gideon Malik, who is one of the leaders of Hydra in Agents of Shield. Hail Hydra! Uh, yeah, that was, hmm? that what? was one of his ones. <laughs> uh, and I think he did. He play the he played the same character in. Uh, uh, the movie The Avengers. Yeah, well, in The Avengers, he was just an anonymous member of the Shadow right. Council that was, you know, right. like the Shadow government ruling the world, but uh, they kind of made that character more, uh, they fleshed it out in the TV show. Sadly, Powers Booth passed away on May 14th, 2017. While he had been suffering from pancreatic cancer, his official cause of death was cardiopulmonary arrest. He had a heart attack. He was 68 years old. There's somebody on my Facebook feed who uh, had reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I went to school with your dad because my mom and dad actually went to Southwest Texas around about this time. Uh, but right after Powers Booth died, he, he wrote a note and he said, um, he's very sad, he said, you know, that he'd shared an English class with Powers Booth in the fall of 1966 at Southwest Texas. And he talked about some roles and things he liked, but... Uh, just interesting to think of him as just being a, a you know, a kid just going to college. Just some kid from Snyder who wanted to be an actor and then turned into this iconic piece of Texas history and lore, you know? Yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, Powers Booth, um, I've always liked him as an actor. Uh, and then reading his backstory and how he, you know, turned away from football, something he was good at that was, you know, what's your typical... A uh, good old Texas boy was gonna gonna stick with. He just stopped doing it because he he decided to be an actor, and I, I think that's a great story. That he said, you know what, 
forget all this. I'm going to go my own way. As should we all. Maybe. I don't know. Or, or don't. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no I, it's just, it's yet another, uh, it's another great Texas character actor who's, who's sadly we've lost this year. So mm. it's, it is ironic that he and, he and uh, Bill Paxton were, were good friends and they, uh, they pass away within just a few months of each other. But we have his movies to watch. And That's true. We have some homework, some homework to do. Another movie that was good, actually, I forgot to mention this one. It's in 1985. It's called The Emerald Forest. He played an engineer in South America whose son was kidnapped or taken. Yeah, by. I almost almost yeah. wrote that, put that it's in good the, movie. In the good list. One. I never it, saw no, that one. I never saw yeah. that one, but again, that was one that was always on HBO in that yeah. time frame. Yeah, a lot of these movies are always either on HBO or they were on, like, later would be on you know TBS you know, or, or WGN or you know, one of the cable channels that regularly played movies and just kind of rotation. But uh, a lot of a lot of these movies were on that early HBO. Um, well, you can find the full episodes from the HBO series on YouTube for ah, now. Yeah. But no promises when you listen to this if they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful actor who will be missed. Yes. God bless Texas and God bless Powers Booth. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or get yourself to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. You love this show. You love Powers Booth. You love Tombstone. So get out there and tell your friends about how great he was and what we're doing here. Leave a review on iTunes because that helps us out to find listeners just like you. If you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway. Thank you.